Welcome to the Gold Circle, Australia's number one netball podcast. I'm your host, Nick Bleeker, and with me, as always, is Luke Top. Hi. We're back. I don't think... <laughs> we were on FaceTime last time. We were, actually. Yeah, we yeah. were on FaceTime last time, but we weren't last week. We, yeah, that's right, because we had a week off. We had a week off. But, actually, we should talk about that We've, we, we before Ooh. we get into the games, because it yes. was a drum-filled off week for netball. F-U, um, Netball Australia. Yeah. Um, okay, <laughs> so for people that are listening, and that may not be totally abreast of the situation you mean you mean bianca chatfield yeah, who is br- totally trying to just like kick us out of this genre but whatever <laughs> thanks bianca um no we love you but what's what's the explanation for what happened last week because they're the the political infighting pretty much yeah yeah because the i think yeah, it's like the liberal party really just let's just kick yeah, 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 yeah yeah kick tony abbott out and put malcolm in <laughs> a la labor party represent yeah, no, obviously the states, like, I th- I don't know, when I first heard it, I was like, yeah, I'm not surprised. Because did you notice, I noticed the first doubleheader that we went to, round one, yep. it was it was very interesting because I was very interested to see how many people would stay with the Firebirds and it wasn't as many as I thought. Right, right. Um, and obviously be- the Firebirds being owned by Netball Queensland... Um, I'd say that push is coming from them because they're not happy that they don't own these Sunshine Coast Lightning. Same goes for the Giants. Yes. Because it was, from what I read, it was the the Nepal, New South Wales and Queensland that were and pushing. Victoria right? And Victoria was like the swing was, vote. Yeah. Yeah, sort of, yeah, kind of, sort of. They, they, so basically on a state level, as far as I'm aware, they were pushing for the removal of uh, whoever the players preferred as the head of Netball Australia. Yeah, yep. Kath Harvey-Williams. Kath Harvey-Williams. Um, oh, no, she wasn't the head, but she was one of the executives. Yeah, she's like the executives. I don't remember. I didn't actually know who the <laughs> CEO yeah. was, which I was like, oh, awkward. I feel like, yeah, because well, they only appointed her recently Yeah, relatively, we, yep. We talked about it, but anyway, we don't really talk about the politics of Netball. Um, but basically, they weren't happy with how the whole league was, like, formed. Absolutely, and I think... I think uh, we we talked about this when we did our preview early preview, on yeah. uh, preview shows where uh, well I have to say Nepal New Zealand must be laughing right now how ridiculous so and can I just say every time we tag each other in those uh, Southern Steel things there's like bloody Southern Steel talking to us like super friendly they always comment on everyone's stuff it's really good yeah there's a lot of interaction I think because yeah. you know, we're big we're big pushers of the steel because both of, we, we love we love them to death but. Go um, Wendy Frew. Oh, yeah, Wendy. Oh, she's... Oh, God. Valerie, She's too. playing like Ooh. a 200th game or something. I saw yeah, that on weekend, Facebook. Yeah, this weekend, actually. Yeah. So, um, congratulations to... Or was it tonight? Frew. Tonight, actually. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stars and Steel tonight. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, basically, I think the whole crux of it is that I think the Super the super Netball was formed far too quickly instead yep. of giving it a year to, to sort of breathe. And I think people were not pleased with the fact that the coverage that, they, that they've got at the moment for it is not good. Um, two games on delay is not good, especially for a, th- a sport that you're trying to grow. Considering and what I had last season. Exactly. And, like, I understand that, and we've talked about this before, but I understand that Foxtel obviously isn't accessible for everyone, but every single game was accessible live. Uh, they were at reasonable times. I think it was a joke that we had a double header last weekend that went till 10.30. Yeah, that was a bit That's weird. not good. Well, especially it's because they're trying, they're trying to get... Yeah, I mean, they're trying to get that sort of time slot where they're not competing against football or anything else I actually think mid-afternoon yeah simple Like, well the problem they have with mid-afternoon is everyone's playing netball 
That yeah. was the problem they had initially um, uh, for the ANZ. Mm. Is I remember everyone complaining. They're like, I'm playing netball. Don't put it on. <laughs> you know, whinge, whinge, whinge. So, um, I, I think that's difficult. But I think as well, it's about the split of the money. I mean... There was reports. Nepal Queensland have invested a lot of money into those players mm. and uh, New South Wales and Victoria. And to see them just flit off uh, for higher deals and then go, hey, by the way, here's your like competitor for that market. Um, it's it's a bit shitty. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, it's sort of the, the baseline of it. The, the players were considering a strike from what we read. And it was sort of, it was quite actually closely covered. It's quite this is like the closest netball has been covered by the mainstream media for a while obviously because naturally there's drama so you got to follow it mm. um so the players were considering a strike i think shani layton according to the brisbane times was leading the charge so and there were uh, there were uh, there's some really big signatures uh threats to not play in the for the diamonds yep um and all of that sort of came crumbling down when the players association released a, <laughs> a statement going yeah nothing's happening which um, yeah. i'm sort of i'm 50 50 on that i'm sort of glad that they didn't because we get to see netball um i'm sort of a bit bummed that they they didn't actually strike because i feel like if you want to make a statement and make it powerful sit simple well the problem you have is you can only pull that bluff so many times exactly yeah it's like oh well, we're gonna do it again and, we're do it again. and the thing returns. I really thought was interesting is I 100% if I was playing this weekend I would have even done a I'm injured I can't play yeah because did you hear the netball CEO's comments uh no I didn't so sh- she's like you know we're basic oh, well I can't really like quote her word for word but she was basically insinuating that the players before they had decided not to strike that she didn't think they were going to strike and that you know games would be well and truly going forward yep. um, on the weekend and sort of being tongue in cheek as in we know that it's a bluff yeah so I thought I thought that was a bit <laughs> gross Just, but it was it, it, it's really disappointing to see um, and I and it makes me it's weird it made me appreciate and I actually watched I rewatch generally I rewatch games as much as I possibly can the only games I rewatched this weekend were New Zealand netball and Ouch. because it did turn me off a little bit as well, well yeah because yeah. I was sort of like um there's no statements and this and, and the fact that sort of netball is sort of cannibalizing itself a little bit and it's really Absolutely. disappointing to see I don't see much happening moving forward until the off season um but i feel like this isn't this isn't over no not at all and not only that i mean those big teams like you look at the success of you know collingwood and the giants and people like that why wouldn't they just start their own league? Exactly. That, that, that whole football threats teams. of Rebel League. and Like, yeah, I guess from a player's perspective, I can understand that. You go, yeah, yeah, I'll play this weekend. Might not play next year, but I'll play this weekend. Yeah. Um, because realistically, what are they going to do? Oh, Shani Layton, you can't play in the Diamonds because you're playing in a Rebel League. It's not going to work. Yeah, because the thing is, I think Netball Australia, obviously, they take the Diamonds seriously. And we, we want... And, like, honestly, I do too. Like, I want the Diamonds to throttle every single country on Earth. Um, and I feel like that whole Netball New Zealand, I actually sort of feel regrets saying to Langman, you can play. You can play in the in the Super Netball League, but good luck being a fern in the next 12 months. Yeah. Um, which I think is... Um, but I think also good for her. Good Absolutely, for her yeah. that she did it. Cause, yeah, she was she like, took that stand because she believed... 
and you she know, believed we spoke about this in, in the preseason. Yeah, we well, she could do whatever the hell she Oh, exactly. She She's royalty cap. too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I feel like yeah, this isn't over. We'll we'll talk about it more if anything sort of comes to light. But I, I yeah. have to say, it did sort of tarnish the. This, this yeah, and the other thing that I think is important is look at women's AFL coming up. I mean, basketball just recently, With the women's Fox. basketball yep. said that they're going to take basically take over what the big gap the netball left with Fox uh, yeah. Sports. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, they're not going to have as much live coverage, but it's a start for them. And, and I think, um, to be honest, they have to, yes, netball's the number one sport, um, for women in Australia, which is their core market. But I think they have to be really careful about how they move forward because if they don't do it, you know, the way they should and the way they have, you know, to the public's perception, have done in the past, then I think it's going to be a problem because mm. it's just a bit gross, really. Yeah, but we'll, we'll see how it goes moving forward. But we're going to talk about this tarnished weekend of netball. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Um, we're going to start with the uh, Sunshine Coast Lightning beating the uh, Adelaide Thunderbirds 59-50, to 50, um, the opening uh, game of the uh, the doubleheader that uh, Queensland had this weekend. Um, man, I, I remember we were, we were out, Sam and I were out uh, playing board games at a friend's house. We had the netball on the background because our friends are netball fanatics as well. And um, I was looking at the Lightning and I was like, man, I'm feeling real comfortable with this game. I'm feeling really good. And I think the, the Lightning were up by about 10 or 11 at, by the third quarter. And then the Thunderbirds flicked one of the biggest switches I've seen in a long time um, and clawed back about a two or three point or two point deficit Mm. um, from the Lightning. And And scared the crap out of them. Absolutely. And uh, man, just looking at that Thunderbirds team in the third quarter, I was like, where have you been all season? They've, and they've shown flashes of it. I know, I know. And we, we say that a lot. I have to shout out, Chelsea Pittman had a blinder of a game. Mm. She was physical. She looked passionate. She looked locked in from the get-go. And she was really upsetting McAuliffe on, on, the, on, the, on the wing defensive side of things. She was yep. really physical um, for the Thunderbirds as well. The, the issue with the Thunderbirds is that Dan Ryan stuck with Bailey and Bell, both of them shooting low clips. Uh, Bailey had 75%. Bell had 59 she took some shots where she probably like again we always closer say to the hoop. need yeah. some drive a bit closer find that extra pass out like or even offload exactly and she didn't she didn't really find that extra pass out and if she did she I found in a lot of their possessions especially in the third she'd be pushing the ball out and then she'd be driving back out of the circle and then sort of catching it at the top of the circle instead of just you know penetrating a bit further in so i think that 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 was where I think that sort of shooting percentage dropped f- for Bell. Um, that third quarter from the Lightning, I, I they only scored ten points. Um, there was a lot of turnovers, really scrappy netball. Langman I think got called for stepping twice. Um, uh, Kelsey Brown got called for breaking twice. There's some real skew if um, issues from the Lightning from, yeah. from that. And I, I feel like if I'm Nolan Tarua, I'd be like at training, we're going to literally go over the fundamentals of the game. I think it's interesting because I think the biggest problem they almost had is in their mind when you are like second, I guess, at the yep. time they played this game and you're playing the Thunderbirds who are just like notoriously have had not a great season. Um, I think in your head, you're just like, oh, we're good. Like yeah, yeah. we can take the foot off the pedal a bit and our, you know, 75% is going to be their 100%. 
Yeah. Um, and I think that's what I felt like this game was because I felt like they got within three and then the Lightning just responded and just went nuts. They woke. They sort of they woke just shut up. the door. Yeah, yeah. They were like, "Not today." And they, f- and I, I also think that's also a result of, of the Thunderbirds as well. They turned the ball over quite a bit. Aaron Oof. Bell did. She had seven turnovers, which is less than ideal. Um, and that that just that shooting percentage is just not good. Like, she scores an extra what, sixteen twenty seven. So she scores an extra nine. She makes those shots and pushes a bit further to the to the basket. Thunderbirds are within two or three, or even at, even at a draw. With, yeah, with the with the, with the lightning, and I actually think that puts the lightning sort of in a precarious position moving forward in terms of going up against top teams like the Giants and the Vixens, and I'd arguably say the, the Magpies as well, who are finding form. We'll get to that soon. Um, for me, the Lightning, they're they're like we say, they're sort of the, the spurs of netball, where they're they're very system orientated. Taru has got a system; they focus on the fundamentals. They're very calm. The experience shows, and also the youth shows as well. But I feel like in that third quarter, the Thunderbirds were just like, "Hey, um, like remember remember us? Like remember how good this team can be?" Um, and it's which so can you annoying. imagine if they actually put like that third quarter together for even even a half even a half and this would have been like a one point game they'd be scaring top teams I think yeah. if, they put t- if they put together two good quarters like they did if I'm the Thunderbirds yeah. yes I think they've already not made the finals yeah they're, they're, I'm pretty sure they're out of contention but I mean it's still like a lot of progress for them I, I felt like you know I sort of have this you know, liking for the Thunderbirds for like the days of, um, you know, Cathabi Williams and Jackie Delaney and all those, you know, great players. But um, yeah, I thought I thought this was good, and hopefully they can end the season, you know, where they can actually piece that together. Yeah, I think I feel like they're cruising for that sort of end they had last year, where they had a, an atrocious start, and then once um, uh, Dan Decker was let go, um, things sort of opened they up. They did a little well, yeah. Um, Kepich Birrell. Yeah, and yeah, and obviously Dan Ryan's doing I think he's still doing a stellar job. Yep, I think um, it's good he's that he's not going anywhere, so. No, and I think it's good. I think now he's sort of, you know, everyone was very critical of the amount of changes he made, but I think now he has an understanding of what he should be putting out there. And I think what he's putting out there, yeah, the shooting percentages were crap, but I think as a cohesive group, I thought it was a lot better. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're going to move on to the Queensland Firebirds, the, uh, the second game of the doubleheader, beating the Fever 55-50. to 50. Um, All right, Luke, I know you're, we're going to go to you straight away because you're the Firebirds expert. What? <laughs> and you love them. Um, I was actually a little bit disappointed. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> did, you, did, you, did you sort of expect more of a blowout? Uh, well, first three quarters, great. Last yep. quarter, terrible. Outscored, yeah, 16-12 to 12 in the fourth. Yep, yeah. I was really disappointed. Um I I thought Clemesha was actually really good. I thought she had no turnovers. Yeah, and and I thought from the get go, I think it was even the first possession. Um, she had, I think she caused a turnover or something. She was really active, and I think her and Shimon are working so much better from the start of the year. They've really obviously worked on a lot of things and. I think the two of them together, I don't necessarily think individually that they sort of do amazing things, but I think, you know, Simpson, uh, Klamesha and Shimon really are working really well together. Um, yeah. <laughs> Aiken missed a sitter. I think it was like a first shot attempt under the under the hoop. Like, just 
stuffed it. So I, I don't I don't know. I think it was. She's I think, shooting a lot better though. She shot eighty eight. She is. I mean, from the start of the season. Um, but yeah, I I guess you know I just thought that maybe if the score line was maybe ten or 15 that would probably be reflective of the skill level of each side yeah yeah um i thought in fairness i thought the fever did really well um you know i think again it's a bit like the thunderbirds you kind of get a little bit frustrated because they have these really good you know patches where you know they just have the best connections they get the ball up really quickly everyone's in position everyone's driving and it's just they can't convert well, yeah, or they just decide to throw the ball away the next possession. You know, it's not it's not even that those possessions are sort of a problem. It's it's always the next possession. You know, they get themselves into a winning position and then, you know, it's a bad pass or a turnover of some some description and it's just terrible. Yeah, because, I mean, Stanton and Medhurst had 17... Uh, six, sorry, 16, no, sorry, 16 turnovers between them. Yeah. Um, compared to two. Yeah. Sorry, no one to. Follow. I actually I thought Gretel, Gretel Tippett. What she played really well. Yep, she shot eighty nine percent. I know that's good. Yeah, <laughs> like, for her. For Tippett, yeah, that's rock solid. And, Seventeen and out of nineteen. A good decent clip. volume as well. Absolutely. I really noticed. Um, I I guess she's taken some, you know, to watching Mia Fow. I think a bit and how she can drive into the circle because I think one of the early possessions as well was um, Nevin's pass to her. She basically drove all the way in literally under the hoop and nearly stacked it and got just this awesome pass like she's just driving a lot better she's mm-hmm. not always looking for the offload which I think's really really good yeah I feel like they're sort of they're, they're gelling but I think they're gelling at like the worst time they're fifth so they're they're towing the line at the moment and they need to sort of find a way to to, to basically win from here on out because finals the finals are going to get start getting locked and the magpies are starting to look in form as well but again we'll get yeah. to them soon but um, I think for the FIBA I, I, you know like you said it is very much like a firebirds it's frustrating to see them come so close a, a five point loss it's a loss it, 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 I think it was I think they still played quite well I think Medhurst 72% clip on 18 shots didn't really sit well with me um, no. and I feel like sometimes her frustrations are showing a little bit and it's not just with her team it's her herself yep. and I can understand that but sometimes it's sort of like you've got to not bottle it up but sort of put it just sh- put a sheen over it and move on and just you know back up the, the turnover or back up the missed ball or whatever yep um, I actually thought Courtney Bruce and Francis was um, were really good I, I, I really like them as a defensive mm. combo. And Bruce um, Bruce does struggle against height, especially with, with Aitken. I think over the yeah. years, she's notoriously struggled with, with Aitken because Aitken is very easy, uh, very, is very strong at like sort of guarding her position and yep. blocking Bruce out. And Bruce is sort of being so erratic, I think, with, with her movements, I think throws her off a little bit too, especially when Romelda just sort of sitting there and not moving at all. And lots um, of elbows. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. She actually got, she got called for quite a few, um, more than normal, I would say. Same with Bassett, actually. I did notice that. Yeah, the refs were really actually really, looking for it. Uh, um, which, yeah and no, because you've really got to be consistent. Yeah. All right, we're going to move on to our third game of the weekend, which is the uh, Collingwood Magpies delivering a defeat to the Giants, 59-56. to mm. um, Man, the, the Pies are looking... They're looking good at the moment. They um, are. They're, they're finding form. 
They've been watching the tape. Um, to be fair, Thwaites though, is just insane. Ninety-four percent clip off fifty-one shots. To be fair, though, if Green didn't go down with a knee Giants injury, win. yeah, um, I, I really, unfortunately, I think that kind of is going to be their season. Um, yeah, well, you don't have that sort of the veteran presence, and like again, just like Davies is is good. She ain't a Kim Green. And no, and and I think the problem is, um, is they just. She's she was sort of uh, full credit to um, Brazil though, just completely rattled her. I think there was yeah. portions there where she just got stuck in corners. Um, Brazil's had aggression, to go. yeah, yeah. She just basically shot her out from the get go, um, and I, and I actually think it was good to see Brazil to have that um, uh, that fight. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I haven't seen that for a while. Oh, no, I know. I feel like it's been missing from Brazil's sort of repertoire. Yeah. Um, and I think it's sort of, again, one of those things where it's like sort of working out. Sometimes I feel like she's working out who she's playing against and playing mm. to the refs. But I feel like this game was like, this is, this is Brazil. This is Brazil to a T in just terms of being like a dog yep. in a fight and just willing to hold the ground really, really nicely. Um, yep. Again, I think the Giants sort of. Harton and, and Pettit still they shot wonderfully, but again there was just a couple of missed shots because just they defended really well. Like Brandley and Leighton did a, a really solid job defending. I think that was a really nicely yeah. balanced game for the Magpies. I think if they had if the Giants, like we said, if Giants have Green, they win. Yeah, but I think that's sort of the defining thing. If you don't have that anchor on the attacking end, I still, uh, yeah. I still think Brandley. I don't think she is showing her best. No. This season, Agreed. I I thought she had a better game. Um, I thought the mid court was probably the most solid um, that I've seen this season. Yep. Um, Leighton, I mean, was still ridiculously good. Um, Ravi looked pretty good as well. I think for me, Ravi's been one of the disappointments. Again, I say disappointments, but she's been one of the disappointments. Disappointments yeah. this season, given she's the starting centre for the Diamonds. Actually, gelled as well as they thought it. No, would, it actually. hasn't. I think that's one of those things where, like, we talk about, like, you know, we shit talk on Facebook, and it's just like, yeah. you know, what's what, like, what's a team with five superstars, you know? Um, but uh, that that sort of rings true with this Magpies team so far. I mean, they're, they're five and four at the moment, but they're expected to basically be like nine and oh. <laughs> um, Thwaites, I think she's, oh, man, she's she's Absolutely locked that diamonds it. position, um, and she's incredible. Um, ninety four percent off. Do you think she'll get 51. ahead of Bassett? It's hard because like Bassett's just so good and and taller. The yeah. thing is, like, Thwaites is just so good at holding that post position. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I'm Lisa Alexander, I would just trade him in and out of the Diamonds. I'd be like, who are we playing yeah. this week? We've got a smaller defender. We can play Thwaites. But I even, th- I even think, like, a taller defender. I mean... Thwaites plays really well on a taller defender, too. Like, yeah. she's just so good at sort of guarding that space in front of her. Do you know what? And again, this is probably me and my Laura Geitz fangirl moments... But um, I have noticed how much she's flourished without Laura Geitz and Claire McMiniman in the competition. Because mm. I, I felt like Geitz really had her number. And the, and it's interesting because it was similar with um, Tuvaiti. Yeah. Um, Geitz just had her number. And any time they played each other, it was just kind of going to be a crap night. Yeah. And, and, and Kath Tuvaiti really struggled as well. Like she, It was one of those plays that would, she'd start getting a bit picky... And a bit more sort of, she was poking around. And Aggro. She start, yeah, she started turning over the ball unnecessarily. Yeah. And that's where it sort of cost the Ferns, you know, two or three points, which could have won on the game. Yeah. Um, 
and I because I, I do remember watching Tua Vaitai when she was playing for the Ferns and selected for the Ferns and it was like you could see her frustrations and she was just giving away silly penalties yeah, which turn over the ball and then and then Australia just scores in three in three passes. <laughs> so yeah. one, two, three. To be to be fair to Thwaites, I did notice that out of her and Pettit, she probably was the best in those two finals. But at the end of the day, she still lost. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're going to move on to the uh, last game of the week, which is the uh, the Melbourne Vixens beating the New South Wales Swifts sixty two to fifty four, locking the Vixens to the top of the ladder. They're currently seven one and Quite one. Quite well deserved, I think. Ooh. Um. I'm not a huge Vixens fan, but yeah. <laughs> um, I know I, I can't remember if we've s- said this, but they are 100% title contenders. Yeah, I think with with Green being out, I feel like the Vixens are the ones to beat. Mm. Um, Simone McKinnon has this thing running like a well-oiled machine. Everything's just clicking. Yeah. Um, and just. Kumwender and Phillip, they're playing with like so much swagger. Yeah. Kumwender shooting ninety two percent on this game, eighty six fatigue and Phillip. Um limited turnovers, five turnovers between them as well. Um, but even Maloney really nice. Oh, I know Maloney's just yep. what a season. I, I just feel like that whole midcourt have really just stepped up a gear and Mannix as well. Yeah. Holy Mannix crap. is just like oh we lost like, mayhem. Yeah. yeah just, like- uh, you know, oh. losing mentor is pretty bad, but man, having Mannix there and having her find her form and sort of that belief, that self belief as well. Yeah, I remember last year when she had those limited minutes, we saw her and we were like, we we saw flashes of potential, um, and she was just sort of a bit erratic. But man, she's just gelling with with Joe Weston. Yeah, so and, and, well. And I mean, you just look, you know, you look ahead to you know, sort of diamonds. You know, stuff. I mean, it's just She's a training be partner for the So diamonds. she is, um, but I think it's going to be yeah, such a hard stacked. pick. I know because you look at what Watson, uh, sorry, Weston, uh, Watson, and Mannix have put together. I mean, good resume. <laughs> yeah, like it just excellent. Really, it's a shame. Because the Swift season's basically over. Um, yeah, which is really disappointing. I think they're one. I think what's the latter one? They're, they're one, one, and seven. Um, <laughs> and hence the uh, Netball Australia board meeting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the th- and the thing is, the Swifts haven't been playing bad. No, they just cannot close a game out. I think this is probably one of the. This is more one of the more significant losses in terms of just points disparity. But like. Wallace shot ninety four percent off thirty nine shots, and Houseby shot eighty nine percent off nineteen. They're they're still really dominant in that sort of circle. They just, I think, their youth and just lack of experience, and like we say every single week, just they just can't close the game out. And I no. think this is it's it's it shows potential for the Swifts moving forward. If they can keep this core together, this Swifts team is going to be really really good in the next two two years. Um, you know, provided Super the SunCorp Super Nipples still around. <laughs> um, but. I really like Maddie Turner and and Sarah Clow. I she think did they're really well. Maddie Turner, like mm. four intercepts, which I would think that would be a season high for her in one game. Yeah, and and to the to the Swifts' credit, they limited their turnovers quite well, especially yep. that midcourt. They've, I think all season they've kind of played a neat game. They just haven't yeah, won. No. I don't understand. Yeah, I I, I think they. I think if I look at that lot, I I see them fourth if they. If they can close out three of those, they're games, certainly more consistent than games. the Firebirds, and I'm a Firebirds fan. That says a lot coming from you, because <laughs> I know that you're, you know, you're a big hater of the Swifts. So, and and I think they should be well and truly above the Fever and the Thunderbirds. So, yeah, I feel like it just it's 
I, I love this Swifts team in yeah. two years. Yeah. That's, that's an, I like them now, but I think that they're going to become the Swifts of last year and the year before and the year before that and all that. Um, in that the is the time. Couple and unfortunately, it is a short season. So Yeah, I know. But most of these people are first time, you know, together. Yeah, call-ups yeah, and all that yeah, kind of stuff. So um, like their shooting circle is like basically brand yeah. new. So just before we go, would you say that the Vixens at this point of the competition are your favourites to win the title? Uh, uh, the only thing I'm not sure about them is I'm not sure if they can actually do it. I think they have the form and, you know, they've done really well, but yeah. I'm not sure that when it comes down to crunch time, I'm not sure that they're just going to be able to, like, nail it. Right, yeah. So, I don't know. Um, For me, I think the Giants have jumped down. I think Collingwood... For me, that I still think Brandley needs to push, you know, the accelerator, and I think they need to sort out the goal attack position because again they were chopping and changing that all over the shop. Yeah. Um, but I I would say Vixens and Lightning. Vix, yeah. Yeah, probably even at this point. Because yeah, well, I really don't know how they're going to match up. So speaking of, they they've got a game this week. Um, <laughs> so we're going to do our tips for Did for you round ten. Segway. It was uh, it's very good. Very professional. Uh, so for round 10, we've got Vixens and Lightning. Uh, Vixens are playing at home. Ooh. So this one's a tough one. I am going to put my money on the Vixens. I'm going to say Lightning because I think it's going to be one off uh, the Bassett. Basically, I think she's got too much experience and I think she's going to get all the calls. Okay, all right. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Vixens. I think it's going to be a tight game. Cracker of a game. Um, it's going to be really good. That one's going to be your one to watch. Um, the uh, the second game, we've got the uh, Adelaide Thunderbirds and Swifts. New South Wales Swifts. Swifts, for Swifts. sure. Yeah, I feel like the Swifts have got this in the bag. Although, again, if the Thunderbirds can put together two <laughs> quarters like they did <laughs> this week... But who the hell knows? It's just I like the it's, lotto. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a lotto. Who yeah. the hell knows? Um, and then we've got the uh, the Collingwood Magpies versus the Firebirds. Um, Magpies Look, I home. hope the Firebirds win, but I think the Magpies will win because they're playing at home, yeah? Yeah. And... I was very dubious of a lot of calls uh, last game. Um, there was a lot of contact and out-of-bounds calls going against the Giants in yep. the game that I watched pro Leighton. So, I, I'm going to say Firebirds because I love them, but okay. I doubt. I'm, I'm going to go with the Magpies just because yeah. they're, they're finding their form and I feel like... Yeah, Leighton Bubble has come back. <laughs> Leighton Bubble and um, the uh, the West Coast Fever and the uh, Giants Fever playing at home. Giants, yeah, the Giants. I feel like are gonna, I feel like the Fever are going to play the Giants pretty nicely. <laughs> <laughs> I just like I, I just like the I like the Fever's defense on Pettit. I think if they can stop Pettit and draw and her drive to the. I feel like that was one of the key factors. Yeah. But... You can lock down Pettit. I'm surprised... Well, I'm surprised this week that they did... Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, that's just the eject button. Just put, (laughs) like... No, honestly, like, oh, shit, we're down by five. Just chuck her on. Like... Put on Christy Price. Sorry, she'll score six in, like, two minutes. Yeah, exactly. Like... She's just I, I don't know I don't know why they didn't do that this week uh, I don't I don't know I'd probably start getting like getting her reps I mean if the game looks like it's not really that winnable and again not no offense to, to Christy Bryce but if the game doesn't look like it's going to be winnable throwing Christy Bryce to get her some reps and get her warm like yeah completely yeah. agree um all right we're done boom we'll be back next week same time or Tuesday whenever we'll work something out but yeah as always you can get us on.
Email <laughs> thegoalcircle at gmail.com. Or Twitter. On Twitter at the goalcircle. Goal Twitter s- at us. We don't use it. Tweet, tweet. I don't use it either. Use it. Yeah, so it doesn't matter. I don't even use my Twitter. Yeah, I stopped using Twitter ages ago because I was just like such a toxic environment. And people were starting to get up. The only reason I had basketball. Twitter was because like basketball people. And yeah, you just DM me about basketball stuff. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> um, but all right. All right, guys. We will be back next week with a wrap up of round 10. So, holla at your boy. Thank you.